welcome to The View from the Ninian. I'm Scott Salter and today we're going to be previewing Cardiff City's upcoming home game against Brighton and Hove Albion. Joining me today is fellow View from the Ninian contributor Beth and Phillips. Hello Beth. Hi Scott, okay? Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, not bad thanks. You know, it was a big game on Saturday, home game as well. So, you know, fingers crossed we'll be going for three points and want to make sure that we... We make the most of another home fixture and, um, you know, get some more points on the board. Yeah, definitely. Um, quickly, looking back at the last home game against Leicester, obviously the circumstances, it was a really tough game and it was emotional for not only the Leicester players, fans and staff, but also for everyone involved in Cardiff City as well. Um, were you at the game? What were your thoughts on, on, on the game? Yeah, I, I was there, you know, and it was a really emotional day, actually. You could tell that both sets of fans uh, gave Vichai the respect that he he deserved and, you know, a very well-respected minute silence before the game. But I think that the occasion got to us, to be honest. Um, we, we didn't look as composed as we have mm-hmm. done normally. I mean, I think... I think it was going to be a very difficult game for any opposition that was facing Leicester after the, the very tragic circumstances, I should add. But mm. they certainly had fuel to their, you know, they their game plan, and they wanted to make sure that um, that they they got the three points and did what they they had to do on the pitch, which unfortunately they did. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember, obviously, that Leicester City are a very good side, obviously. Um... It was sort of special circumstances, but they've got an awful lot of good players, and I don't think we should be uh, ashamed or disappointed to to lose to them. But obviously, you know, we we always want three points, and, and we need those points to stay in the division. Um, on that point, obviously, looking forward to the Brighton game. Is this a must-win? I think so, to be honest, purely on the fact that if you look at Brighton's home record so far this season, they've beaten. Manchester United, they've had away draws at Fulham, they've beaten Wolves. This is a team that have picked up points at home and we should really be looking at what they've they've done. They're in, in 12th place now. We need the points um, and they, they've beaten Newcastle away. All of the teams around us, they've managed to, to get points against. So I think they'll certainly be looking for for points themselves this weekend, but it's important that we make the Cardiff City Stadium, as we know we can make it, a fortress and must win, and, and let's you know get some confidence back, back up with us, and um, and fingers crossed. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned there about the Cardiff City Stadium and the atmosphere so far this season. It's been incredible every single game, and you know you sit very near me, so I know that you're a, a big part of that, cheering, cheering the boys on all the time. Um, how important has the atmosphere been this year obviously spurring on the boys it's been really special actually uh, first and foremost I should add the the last time we came up to the Premier League we didn't have the same atmosphere with the rebrand it's just been absolutely amazing so far even Harry Arter you know, took to Twitter a lot of the Cardiff players seem to really appreciate um, the, the fans and, and the, the atmosphere that we, we create Neil Warnock has commented on it as well away fans so I think making our home home ground a fortress is really important and I, I'm really proud of of, uh, of the Cardiff fan base to be honest I mean the atmosphere we create at times is is just fantastic and, and long may it continue for the rest of the season Yeah and I think that 
obviously back in the Indian Park days, we we were famous for those sort of hostile atmospheres and, and not being a very good place for, for opposition fans to come. And I think we've probably not seen that in the Cardiff City Stadium, but this season's been the closest to the levels of, of that frosty and, and passion and, um, you know, real support putting put behind the boys. Yeah, d- definitely. You're right. I think you can't recreate uh, the Ninian Park days in the Bob Bank, you know, and uh, uh, it, was, it was just fantastic. But at the same time, you're right to say that this is the closest we've come to recreating that type of atmosphere at the Cardiff City Stadium. Obviously, at first it was a bigger stadium, so there's more seats to fill, but the passion is really there this season and, and everyone is city as one, as, as you know our club motto is, and really enjoying it and, and making sure that our voices are heard and we make it uh, difficult for the, the opposition to, to come to the capital of Wales. So. Yeah, you mentioned Harry Arthur a few minutes ago being that he'd commented on how impressed he was with the atmosphere. First of all, I mean, what a signing he's been and what a difference he's made to the centre of the pitch and how different a picture he might have looked if he and, and Camarasa hadn't signed on deadline day. Obviously, he's missing for this game with, with suspension. Um, how big a loss will he be? Oh, I think it's going to be a massive loss. Uh, he, as, as you said, he's been fantastic in the centre of the park. Cardiff fans love a player that will go in for a tackle. Sometimes he mistimes them and, you know, we certainly perhaps he could work on his discipline, but he really gives it his all. And you're right, he's very, very important in the centre of the field there. So he's going to be a huge miss, but also because of his his experience in the Premier League. Uh, he's often composed fellow teammates so far this season. So fingers crossed, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll manage to to crack on without him um, on Saturday. Yeah, and I think Joe Rawls is back for this game. Am I right in saying that? Uh, yes, we're hoping so anyway. Um, so uh, I, I've seen the news earlier. So fingers crossed if if he is fit and able yeah. to be back, that's going to be a huge, huge bonus for yeah. us. I'm sure I'm sure he will because I think that um, with Art and Missing, we're, we're quite light in, in the centre of the park and I'm not sure that Look to more for for all his effort. I'm not sure he's quite sort of Premier League standards, so I think that Warnock will will favour bringing uh, Rawls back in. Um, one stat that that I read today that that particularly interests me was in 11 games that we've played so far this season, Cardiff have conceded the opening goal eight times, and that's along with Fulham the most in the Premier League. How yeah. can we stop that? That's obviously a really not a great stat to have. And why why do we keep conceding first? Yeah, that that is a very interesting start. I've not I've not heard that until until now. So we need to make sure that we are solid in defence from from the get go. Fans get behind the players, and I think obviously we create such an atmosphere at the Cardiff City Stadium that players need to get used to that atmosphere and keep composed, keep focused, and get the ball up the pitch and and try and get the ball in the back of the net. Because yes, we've conceded, but I think another issue that we've got is actually putting the ball in the back of the net. So um, it's going to be a big... I think it's going to be a big game for the likes of Bobby Reid, Josh yeah. Murphy. Um, obviously, Kenneth Zohar has been ruled out. I know that some fans would have liked to see him start and see what impact he could make and it, it could have been good for his confidence. But this is going to be a big game for the likes of Murphy, Camarasa, who we now know can take a great free kick. Yes. Maybe Sol Palmer tries to get that bicycle kick in uh, again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... It, it, they are the players for me that um, I think would would cause an impact. Callum Patterson, of course, but we do need to be wary that 
Glenn Murray has, uh, has scored six goals so far this season, so he certainly mm-hmm. went well for Brighton. Yeah. Finally, Beth, uh, what's your score prediction for Saturday? Every time this season that I've said 2-1, I've been wrong. So I think I'm going to avoid that one now. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for 2-0 for Cardiff City. I know that's an optimistic one, but we've got to keep our heads high. And I know that all of the Bluebirds will make the Cardiff City Stadium a great atmosphere on Saturday. We'll get behind the boys and, you know, let's uh, let's try and get that get that win. With, with the 12.30 kickoff, let's not forget. So... If we are to get three points at lunchtime, it's going to put a lot of pressure on the other teams around us so we can really set the precedent for the weekend and come on, Cardiff. Perfect. Well, fingers crossed that that score prediction comes true. Yes. Thanks a lot, Scott. Cheers. Thanks, Beth. Joining me today to give the Brighton Hove Albion points view is Adam Stenning. Adam is a Brighton season ticket holder and a Brighton columnist for Vavil.com. Hi, Adam. Hi, yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. How are you? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. Good, good. So, uh, Cardiff Brighton, it's 12.30 on Saturday. It's on Sky Sports. Um, neither team have particularly managed to score too many goals this season, so I'm not sure the uh, Sky Sports customers are going to be in for a, a particular goal fest, but yeah. are you looking forward to the game? Yeah, no, I certainly am. I mean, you know, we started off a bit shaky, obviously. We had, we've had a tough start, obviously. We've had you know, the likes of Liverpool and United and, you know, City. So um, it's been a tough start for us. But, you know, with those three wins we had in the last four game, you know, the three wins on the bounce, it was it's sort of given us a bit, given the fans a bit more confidence and, mm-hmm. you know, to kickstart our season again. So it's sort of, you know, it was a bit disappointing to lose at Everton last week. But, you know, I, you know, we still played well. It was just a couple of little like mistakes, and the fact that Everton was slightly better than us, you know, with the quality they yeah. had. So, those, so yeah. you mentioned those three wins they came against Wolves, Newcastle, and West Ham. Those are the type yeah. of teams that you you need to beat, you know, to stay in the Premier League. So they're yeah. going to be really key for survival. Overall, yeah. how have you rated your season so far? I think it's been, I'd say it's been excellent so far. I mean, as I said, we've had the likes of United and that, but we beat United at home, you know. Liverpool away always is going to be a tough one because Anfield's always a tough place to go. And I mean, yeah. Liverpool, uh, you know, with that front three and that, if they turn up, you know, that's it. I mean, we made one mistake and they scored. But apart from that, we didn't do an awful lot wrong against them. And City, obviously, you know, City are just, you know, running away with things yeah. at the moment. You know, I mean, they beat Southampton 6-1. So, I mean, 2-0 actually looks like a great scoreline for us. So, yes, yeah. so there, so... So, yeah, so um, overall, I'd say it's been excellent. I mean, you know, we've had, you know, especially at home, we're so strong. So, I mean, but to break that duck away from home with that win against Newcastle nearly a year without a win, so, you know, get that win has given us a bit more confidence away from home as well. We started playing a bit more a bit more confidently away from home. Yeah, why, on that point, obviously, you're targeting your second away uh, Premier League win in 20 games. Why do yeah. you think you've struggled on the road? I think the problem is Hutton tends to sort of set up more defensively away from home because he wants to try and sort of shut a team out. And, you know, whereas at home, he tends to go a bit more attacking. So you'll see the likes maybe of, you know, he might tend to change for away games, the likes of, you know, your Hambash or his Quirdo for maybe a more defensive option in the likes of maybe March or Knockout that might give you slightly more cover in terms of, 
defensively they'll track back slightly more but okay. I mean so far this season he has tended to he's in the last few games he's tends to gone with his Kiedo and Yhambash so I mean I don't know I think this season he's been a bit more attacking but I know certainly last season we, were, we certainly sat off a bit and invited pressure on ourselves and then when we started conceding then we started playing our football but the problem was sometimes it was too late because we were two or three down so you couldn't really get much out of the game from there so yeah you so, mentioned yeah. your handbatch then obviously you spent a lot of money in the summer on him the likes of yeah. Montoya, Basuma and they're all making high profile moves how have those yeah. new players settled and, and can you see the difference that spending that money has made to the size yeah I th- think it certainly helped I mean obviously Montoya is a Champions League winner so that's to put that sort of pedigree into your team for such yeah. a but for just five million as well, it was a no-brainer, really. So I mean, he's he's done really well. I mean, he's at the moment out injured. He's picked up a knock. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but he hasn't featured in the last few games. So Bruno's come back in and done a great job at his age. Um, Yahambash has been uh, sort of slowly sort of blooded into the team um, because obviously he's had that change from the. Dutch football and that because Dutch football is so different to the English game it's um it's certainly been a step I'd say a step up in a way because obviously I'd say the Eredivisie is not quite as good quality as the Premier League so he sort of had to step up and work out how to play against Premier League sides but I mean he's he's looked very good I mean again he's going to be out Saturday because he's picked up this hamstring strain in the defeat over Everton but he looks a very sort of positive player and he He's very confident. He just picks up the ball, and if if he's got a chance to shoot, he'll shoot. Even if it's like thirty yards out, he'll he'll have a go, which is what what we like to see. I mean, the other signings, Bissouma has sort of started off very well, but has sort of fizzled out a bit. He's um, he's been used more as a sort of impact player now because we thought when Gross got injured, he was going to go into that number ten role, but Solly March has stepped into that number ten role and done such a great job. Um, and Basuma is sort of, I don't know, he's gone a bit sort of downhill. He's been a bit more wasteful in possession, whereas yeah. earlier in the season he'd drive at players and that, but now he's sort of getting a bit greedy on the ball in that sort of sense. So, um, so yeah, so he sort of fizzled out a bit, but he's sort of now just more a come on and make an impact sort of player, and then if he does, I reckon he'll get himself back into the side. But okay. then Balogun, who's one of the other signings, he has struggled because obviously Duffy and Dunk you know are are the main centre-half partnership Mm -hmm. so he was always going to be sort of a backup option but he did well when he came in he came in for the Man United game when Dunk got injured and he came on for him and he did really well against Lukaku he you know he sort of used his experience and his pace to get in front of Lukaku and stop Lukaku actually doing any damage to us which was which was really good and he sort of throws himself about. I mean, I remember watching the Liverpool game and he threw himself into a tackle against James Milner and it was a it was a rash challenge, but I mean it was it was great. Shows the sort of intent that he's he's not gonna muck about, he's gonna yeah. go in and take which is exactly what we need. So so yeah, on the whole I'd say all the signings have been pretty positive so far. And on looking forward to Saturday's game, um where do you think the game we won and lost? I think the game uh, us will probably be one if the likes of Izquierdo, Knockart and Murray turn up. If they're all on their form I'd say Cardiff are going to have a very tough afternoon on their hands because I mean 
if Murray plays like he has against the likes of Wolves um, and Man United and West Ham, he will be a handful for that defence because he's he's just got that knack of being in the right place at the right time and scoring mm. goals. And even at his age, he'll run about. The work rate he puts in as well is incredible. He's you know, still at 35 years of age, he's tearing around the pitch. I mean, he's not the quickest, but he'll still, you know, he knows when to go in for tackles and when yeah. to when to conserve his energy and sort of not just run about and waste all his energy. Um, and obviously, his Kiedo and Knockart, are, you know, very can be very damaging with their sort of pace and skill if they get going. But Knockart's sort of one of those players, if he's not on his game, then he'll tend to have a strop and that. So that could... Uh, it just really depends how those three turn up because if those three turn up, you know, as I say, Cardiff are going to have a very tough afternoon on their hands. I mean, if it could be one, it could be lost if, if like I said, we do what we have been doing away from home last season, especially where we sort of give, uh, sit back and give you chance to, you know, play your football, mm-hmm. and especially with the likes of you know, um, Josh Murphy and. Bobby Reed and people like that, they could cause us real problems if we start letting you play your football. So so that that's where it could be lost if we sort of start sitting off and letting you play your football. Because especially with you being at home, you're gonna have a home crowd behind you. So it's certainly it's certainly one we don't really want to be doing. But I'm hoping if he if he's got the likes of his Kiedo and Knockart starting and that, it's gonna it's gonna be a more attacking sort of start to the game and we can get at you early on. But as I say, that's where it could be lost if we sort of sit back and let you um, attack us yeah. finally Adam uh, what's your score prediction um, I said on my previews it was going to be a tight game and but I just think that if we turn up we're going to have a bit too much for Cardiff so I'm going to go for a 3-1 Brighton win but that's that's a bit optimistic I mean <laughs> I'd settle for a 1-0 to be honest as long as we win I'm fine with that or get something out of the game a draw, even a 1-0 draw would be lovely but I mean I'll go for the 3-1 and go for a Murray brace, I reckon, as well. Bold prediction. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the preview from the Ninian. To find more content like this, you can visit viewfromtheninian.com. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, and now on YouTube. So go and check us out. Come on, City.